Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and you deserve it. Well, hey, hey, we just got into May and you know what May is? It is Masturbation Month. So... Do you tickle your pickle or flick your bean on a daily basis, weekly or monthly? Whatever it is, it's all good. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of self-exploration and self-pleasure as part of a healthy sex life. And we'll dismiss some of those myths and taboos surrounding masturbation with the help of our sexpert guests. You think there's myths? And taboos about masturbation? Yeah, long time one's been around forever. All right, we'll get into them a little later. But before we get into the show, let's remind everyone, and it's coming up soon, to join us at Nadia Narlin's July 24th to 28th, 2019. Nadia Narlin's is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world with over 1,300 of us sexy couples. This event is not only a full takeover of two of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, but it takes over the world-renowned Bourbon Street as well. Check out the SexyLifestyle.com business pages, the Travel and Events tab, for more information on how to book your tickets for this crazy, fun, entertaining, and informative annual event in the heart of the French Quarter's of Nolens. You won't want to miss it. Absolutely not. All right. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are absolutely excited to introduce today's special guest. Ashley Cobb is the host of the Sex Talk podcast and is a sex educator and pleasure coach who has a passion for educating and empowering shame-free conversations about sexuality. Ashley provides an inside look at alternative uh, sexual practices, including erotic fantasies, BDSM, non-monogamy, the adult industry, and more. Wow, she sounds like a super interesting person. I know we're going to have a great show today. So, Ashley, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, we're so excited to hear all your great stuff. So, I hear a little accent, a little twang. Where where do you live? <laughs> I am from the South. I am a Southern Belle. I am from North Carolina. It's always funny to me when people say they can um, hear a twink because to me, I don't sound Southern, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but other people say all the time. So I guess I do sound Southern. So that just means that there's a lot of other people that sound more Southern than you. Yeah, there is. Like once you go down to like Georgia and like Mississippi, Mm -hmm. they really have that that draw. I don't have that much of a Southern draw. I don't think. Now, we've had a chance to look through your website, and it's absolutely amazing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to uh, getting into the sex industry? Okay, so I have a um, bachelor's degree in health promotion. And what health promotion is, it's it's under the public health umbrella. So what health promotions people do, we are like health educators. So we teach people, we, we 
we promote positive health in all aspects to people. That's what we do. Um, so how I got into the sexual part of that is um, I've always wanted to be a uh, like a sex health educator. Um, and so I, I have some certifications in sexuality coaching and all that jazz. Um, and then what started me to start my first blog back in like 2015 was I used to start, I used to make, um, a, a, I, I used to post sex facts on social media, mm-hmm. on Facebook. And people would be very like intrigued and people would be like, oh, I didn't know that. Just random, these were random facts that I Googled. There were nothing, you know, too elaborate or anything like, you know, out there. It was just random facts. And so by that, I realized how um, misinformed people were and how uneducated people were about their bodies and sex. So from there, it just kind of gradually went to what I do now. Yeah. Right. We, we always talk about people not knowing what they don't know. And obviously, you've um, found that out. And, you know, People ask us questions all the time, and none of them are dumb. Any question about right. sex is a good question. Right, absolutely. Right. And, it's, and it's great just to open up dialogue. You know, you might be wondering about something, but you've opened up a dialogue now, and then you, you get so much more information than even that first thing you wondered about. Right. And then it helps people, too, to realize that I'm not alone. Because yeah. a lot of people tend to think, especially women, uh, in terms of like, oh, I'm not able to have an orgasm or I don't have an orgasm through penetration, let's say. They feel like they are, you know, by themselves and everybody else is doing it and what's wrong with me? So when you open up dialogue, you learn that um, it's not just me. There are others like me. And yes, absolutely. And that's kind of what our show and your show, you also have a podcast, which you're going to tell us all about. And that's really what makes it so important to open up that dialogue and let people know that they aren't alone. There's many people out there, I wouldn't say suffering the same way, but having those same questions and ready to learn more. Right. I totally agree. Now, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? So I have a podcast. It's called Sex Talk. And my podcast is kind of uh, situated a little differently because what it is, we go live on Facebook. So it's a Facebook live show that I, that I just record and then turn into a podcast for people to actually hear later. Um, so we we talk about a very uh, different array of topics. Uh, I, the one we did last week was about uh, black women in the church and sex. Because, uh, well, if we're not from the South, but if you're, if, if you're from the South, sex is very taboo down here. Um, and especially if you are associated with like the church and, you know, if you're a Christian or any of that, it is very like very taboo and you don't do it. So we had a whole conversation about that with one of um, uh, a fellow, she's a, not a minister, but she is, she has a group on Facebook and they talk about uh, religious topics and sexual topics at the same time. So we talk about various things. We talked about on one episode, like how to suck dick, talked about how different sex toys. So our topics are, I try to get the topics that are current and so at least start the dialogue. Like you don't have to agree per se with my point of view. And that's not, and that's not the point of the show. The point of the show is to get you at least to think differently or see a different point of view. 
Now, do you interact with the people on Facebook? Do they ask you questions during your show? Yes. So how it's set up is me and um, sometimes three other people or two. And we and we're live on Facebook. And so the people, the guests or Facebook followers, friends, however you want to call it, they are interacting and asking us questions and chiming in as we are recording. So it makes it kind of interactive. I know one of our episodes we, we did, it was um, about an overweight lover. And so it was kind of cool because one of the, the ladies who, who was watching wanted the man's number. So we kind of like, I kind of play like matchmaker <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so it was kind of cute. I'll say I like how, you know, we are able to uh, involve our audience with our show. Very cool. So what's very interesting about what you just said about, you know, uh, people in the South um, and the church being a little, I don't know, uh, vanilla when it comes to sexuality. But Carol and I are swingers. We've been swingers for about 13 years. And there's Mm -hmm. four states in the United States that are that lead the the world in the amount of alternative lifestyle or swingers um, in the in the state. And um, I'll tell you that New York, Florida and Mm -hmm. California are not number one, but the number one state with the most swingers is Texas. Oh, that is interesting. I did not know that. And Texas is in the Bible Belt. And so uh-huh. it, it just kind of seems odd. But I uh, I guess um, everybody wants to have well, sex, right? Well, it's because right? fucking yes. is primal. Yes, you know, exactly. No matter what the church sexuality is Sexuality and fucking and sucking and blowjobs and all that was around way before the church was. Right. And I think that right. that conflict between sexuality and spirituality, which, of course, you addressed in your last um, episode, it's, it's got to be very, very common. It's got to be one of the biggest topics that confuses people. What do we do? The church says don't do it, but our bodies say do it. And it must be one of the most interesting topics to, I guess, address in one of your podcasts. It was. Like, that was probably my favorite show because I do my shows in season. So um, this was season two. So and the last episode was the one for last week with the church topic. So that was probably my favorite show of the season. And that one, that topic uh, got a lot of views, actually. Um, it's like over a thousand views. Wow. Um, so, it, and so And people were talking about it and people inboxed me about it. Um, so it got it got the conversation started, which was the point. Cool. Yeah. We're gonna come. Um, on, we're gonna come on your show and talk all about swinging and orgies and foursomes and morsoms. You and, should. And all the amazing people from all over North America, including the Bible Belt, who have the most amazing sex lives and have great relationships because they're able to explore their sexuality. And that's really good because I I go to swinger clubs myself. So I'm from a small town in North Carolina. So when people think about North Carolina, they typically think of like Charlotte, where they had the um, NBA All Star Game last uh, in February, or they think about Raleigh. I don't know if you heard that. But I'm from a smaller town, like an hour or two hours away from those cities. So it's near a, it's near um, Fort Bragg. It's near that's the largest military base in mm-hmm. the country. So I live near there. Mm-hmm. So um, where I'm from, we actually have a swingers club mm-hmm. here, um, and I think that there's only two in North Carolina, and we have the biggest one in the state. And it's, um, is it because you're close to the military? And I'm you know swinging began yeah. in the military a long time yeah. ago, so maybe that's why. Yeah, I believe it's, it's 
because of the military. So I go there. I don't. I go there frequently. I don't go, you know, like every every weekend, but I may go like once a month or so. And so um, I did a Facebook Live, just me, and I was talking about swinging. And this was in reference to African American people, just in general, because I know, you know, people are curious. And, you know, some people, they don't want to talk about it out loud. So my whole, my whole thing is I get people to talk about sex out loud because we're doing it. So let's talk about it. Right? right. So on Facebook Live, I did a thing about I go to swinger clubs. This is my experience. This is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about it. This is I like doing that, you know, type thing. And I got a lot of inboxes or I got a lot of p- people on that post who are just asking general questions. So um, from that, I do, like, if I go to a club, I, like, put it on Facebook or, like, I will announce a um, uh, an event or something. Like, okay, I'm going to this swingers event. So if you want to go, you know, inbox me, I'll give you tickets and we can all go together. And so that was, I did that, and that was, you know, really receptive because, again, people are curious. It's just I think people are scared. And then with, with me, people, people feel like, um, I guess, like I'm, normal not normal but that's not the word right word i guess that i'm like them so like oh, okay well ashley's doing it so let me you know if let me ask her let me go with her because she seems cool or she seems like i can relate to her um type thing um so yeah so then and from there i kind of create like a whole like travel type company thing that i have going on here mm-hmm. and so what we do we go to different different sexual places they're all not they're all not geared towards sex as in you have to have sex but it's for people who are curious about different parts of their sexuality like we may go to a nudist resort or we may go to a swingers club or we may go to um like uh we're doing naked yoga stuff like that you know that you can like you can you can explore your sexuality in the comfort of people. You can bring your friends in the comfort of women and just have a good time. So, Ashley, when you go to the swingers clubs, do you play as a unicorn or do you go with a partner? Um, it depends. I've done both. So when I go when I go for business, I I don't participate. I'm just there. I'm get, I'm there to get them acclimated. So I'm just there in the shadows, making sure they're okay. Um, so when I go for my own personal pleasure. I go with, I typically go with a partner. That's typically what I do. Beautiful. So when, uh, you bring, so when you bring these vanilla people, and for those of you out there who are listening who don't know what vanilla is, vanilla is like, you know, the muggles in Harry Potter. Those are the people who live in the, in the standard sexual world where you have monogamous sex. But when you take these people into a swingers club, um, do you find that they're inquisitive? Do some of them actually participate? And what are some of the, just give me one or two of the questions when they walk into a swingers club, what they might ask? Okay, so before we go, we have a Q&A. So before I take anybody into the swinger club, I call them. We have a group like Skype session so they can ask me all the questions beforehand, typically. And so basically what they questions they have before we go is like, how do you dress? What 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 type of expectations are, are there in a swingers club? You know, what uh, can people just come up and touch you? Um, just regular questions like that. Um, now, what I do find is most of the, all the people who come with me are inquisitive. So, and I always tell people, because the first time I went to the club, I did not participate. I just went to 
observe and to get comfortable. I needed to see what happened here first before I was able to, you know, break free and do whatever. Um, so I tell people who come with me, you can do one of two things. You can, you know, just chill in the cut with me. That's what I'm going to be doing. And we can just watch and just see what's happened. Or you can, you know, once you feel comfortable, get your toes dipped into the, you know, swinger pool. You can go and do what you want to do. Um, I've, so I've had people come and just watch. And I've had people come and after like an hour or so, meet somebody and do their own thing. So I, I guess it just kind of depends on your comfort level when you get there. Yeah, the clubs yeah. the clubs are always very friendly. So I, I'm glad you said that because regardless of who comes to a club, seasoned swingers will always make people uh, welcome and they'll make it a And walk. feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and there's nobody in there jumping on your face or pulling down your pants or, or sticking their cock right. in your pussy. No, because you consent know, is so, so, so it important is, it in is. the lifestyle. And, you know, the three... Written rules are, you know, ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, then it's a no. And I'm sure you see that all the time. Right. Right. No, it's, it's great that you're able to bring those experiences to the world and share your experiences. You're open, you're talking about it. And I, I did notice on your website that you asked that question, what kind of sex life do you want to have? Now, most people don't even realize that they have the power to ask for what they want and actually get it. So, like, wh- yeah. what's your approach for making changes in the way people have and in their people's different people's sex life? Typically, I work with women. That's, that's, that is my target audience. So I tell women all the time to communicate and ask what you want. And like you said, sometimes women, we, we, are, we are taught to... Um, just kind of take what we what we get in terms of like sex, you know. Oh well, you know, I wasn't satisfied, so it, I, I don't know. We kind of take what we what we're offered. No, I t- I put a status on Facebook a while ago. It's like if he doesn't make you come, find you a new man. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yes. like get you a new one. Start yes. over, and get somebody new. Huh. Um, but yeah, like I find a lot of women are they have been told or I don't know society has told them or or someone has told them that they cannot take control of their own pleasure you cannot say what you want I guess people seem to think if you are in control of your own sexuality that makes you like a hoe or something but it doesn't it it just kind of makes you know what you want and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with telling a man, oh, this is not working or, or whomever you're, or whoever, whoever you're dealing with, this is not working. I like this or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. It's actually very empowering. Yeah, absolutely. And the old mindset was that you had to please your man, whereas really now we tell everybody, right. please yourself. And that's Self really what first. this show is all about, right? Making sure that right. everybody is, is in control of their own sex life. I guess that's a good segue to go into our break. Um, This is The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David, and we are talking with sex educator and pleasure coach Ashley Cobb, all about opening up dialogue about sex and asking for what you want. And when we come back, we're going to get into masturbation and how self-pleasuring is self-love, and it's so powerful. We'll be right back. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David and today we're having a great discussion with Ashley Cobb, host of Sex Talk podcast and now we're going to get deep into the importance of self-love and self-pleasure because may is masturbation month so ashley i know we're going to get a little personal here but do you remember your very first experience with masturbation the very first experience that i can recall was in high school um i know some people start earlier than that and and maybe i did i just the very first thing I remember back in is high school. That's probably my first experience. And you did it uh, in your bed, in the shower, with, um, fingers, with a toy. With a toy. Uh, then it was with my fingers, and then I gradually started using toys after I went to college, and then after I had started having sex, I started using toys. Wow, that's cool. But at first, it was with fingers. Mm. I gotta, I gotta admit that for me. I didn't start masturbating till I was in my 30s. Imagine. I just didn't know that's something we should do or not, or it didn't feel right. I don't know in my own memory if someone telling me don't do it. However, it just never was something that was part of my sex life. But what got you doing it for the first time? You, You know, I don't really remember. Um, was it one of those long drives and you're sitting in the car and you started playing with yourself while you were driving? Yeah, that that did, that did happen. And I used to actually work in Toronto a lot and it's a five-hour drive from Montreal to Toronto and uh, I told David the stories about I got to a certain t- part of the road where I started feeling drowsy and, you know, let's spice this up a little bit, stick my hands in my pants and then next thing you know, I'm pulling over and finishing up, you know. <laughs> Can't drive yeah. and come at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And then when we met, you started squirting. Imagine if yeah. you were if you were driving in the car, masturbating. <laughs> you started squirting. You need windshield wipers on the inside. <laughs> it's like it's like for me when I was doing it in high school, I thought that it was something wrong with it. Like yeah. I thought it was like something that I was not supposed to be doing, but I did it. And now it's kind of like you know whatever. And but what- then I. Why do you think that you weren't supposed to do it? Do you recall someone telling you it's not the right thing to do? I don't recall someone telling me that, like, per se. But, again, I am from the Bottle Belt South, and I don't ever... I don't ever remember someone telling me that touching myself was okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of felt like it wasn't. And that's so important for people to know that they... um, they have permission. I mean, you got to give well, yourself how, permission to touch yourself. Self-pleasuring is fine. But how stupid. 
stupid is it that growing up, and we grew up probably in the same era as Ashley, where people were saying that if you masturbate, it's going to cause blindness. Yeah, like, really. Really? Yeah, I heard that in high school. Yeah. I think maybe college, too. <laughs> I, I didn't that. Yeah, that is crazy. crazy. And wh- why do you think that um, society has this negativity on masturbation where it's one of the most important things you can do because if you don't know what makes you come, how can you tell someone else what you like? And if you can't tell someone what you like, how are you going to have great sex? You can't. It's impossible. That's why I tell my ladies is like, I, I did a whole, let's watch my ladies. I, I did a whole video on this. Well, on these are sex toys, which is, you know, masturbation too. Um, last week, and I was telling in, in the video, I was saying how you can't tell your partner what you like if you don't know. Like right. you have to know yourself, and how you get to know that is by exploring your own body. It gives you, it, it empowers you to be able to know. Okay, this doesn't work. This works. You know, I'm able to tell my partner what I like. Let's, let's say, for example orally i'm able to tell him what i like down there because i know how to get my own stuff off so i know what to tell him to do like go to the left no don't do that i know what the hot spots are mm-hmm. what are your hot spots ashley <laughs> um, do you like it slow i like a variation of of things it's not i, I think i like a variation of rhythms and what what I do not like, I know this for sure. I am not a person who likes a lot of attention on the clitoris because my clitoris is very sensitive. Uh-huh. Like some people love it, right. I don't. Okay. So if if you are doing a lot of that, you're going to get up, and I'm be like, that's not working. <laughs> the tap. You're going to get the tap. <laughs> yeah, now, you're going to get the tap. Yeah, exactly. Now I know that there's a difference uh, in stats between men and women's masturbation, and we do have uh, a survey. The results of a survey. I think I sent it to you earlier so that we could discuss it. But it seems like young men, like between the age of 14 and 15, it's like 67 percent of young men actually masturbate, whereas for young women women, it's only 43%. So uh, that's a huge difference. Why do you think guys masturbate earlier? Because, well, I'm there. What am yeah. I going to do with it? Well, because they see well, it. It's there every day. You know, you, you can't miss it. That, that too, that they see it. And then too, like, you know, masturbation for, for males is okay. You know, you, you hear, oh, when he's about 12 or 13, if he's in the bathroom a long time, oh, leave him in there. He's fine. You know what I'm saying? I, I've heard that. Like, oh, He's in the bathroom more than thirty minutes. Oh, he's fine. Leave him in there. <laughs> so you, so it's so it's accepted if boys masturbate. It's kind of like the norm. Okay, so when you get a certain age, this is what you're going to do. So boys, Versus, boys have been given permission to masturbate yes. way before women have Four. been given permission. But boys were told if you masturbate too much, it's going to fall off. Yeah. That's another stupid taboo. Right. Absolutely. Mine hasn't fallen off and I masturbate all the time. I've been masturbating since I'm like 12. Well, probably even before that. Probably in the womb. I hear ma- uh, males masturbate yeah. in the womb. You like watching me masturbate. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hot. And then, then from this graph, I see that by the time people get to age like 24, Five to 30, it's like 95% men and 85% of women actually masturbate. So it gets a lot closer in mm-hmm. stats as we get older. Is it because women start to realize that, you know, hey, I have my own mind, I have my own will, I can do it if I want, you don't, I don't have to have permission from you? I think so. I think by that time we are learned, we have learned enough 
um, about our own bodies to realize, you know what, I can get my own stuff off. You mm-hmm. know, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> um, I think we we are, by the age, learning that it is okay to masturbate. And I think that there's a lot more sex toys available online at stores. It's not such a taboo anymore to even go into a sex store. And certainly it's not taboo these days to buy a sex toy online and have it delivered. So I think the masturbation where women are just getting more independent as they get older and they just order their own sex toys and just do it themselves. I'm going to throw something out there. Do you think that women masturbate more as they got a little older because they're a little more on in their relationship and their sex life has gotten a little stale and they still need to get off? That's, yeah, that's an option. I mean, I think that could be a possibility, but that's really prime childbearing time, right? Between 25 and 29 is when you're getting married, you're having your first kid. And so maybe you're getting yourself off because you don't have time for real sex. And whenever you have a second, you jump in the shower you know, I agree. Life yeah, gets in the be. way. Yeah. You have your kid. Yeah. Now you got to, yeah. you know, have a quickie. You like yeah. quickies. I do. Yes, I do. And I like masturbating also. You do. Mm-hmm. Especially with our womanizer. And then, <laughs> and then too, I think, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of women are still not, um, they're, there's there's still like this shame and taboo to it buying sex toys. I heard someone tell me and they were saying how they felt like they didn't need to masturbate or they didn't need to buy a sex toy because they have a husband or man or, or a right. woman or whomever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, that's interesting because, you know, sex toys enhance the sex, you know, because a toy is going to do beyond what a human can do because if that's how it's programmed, you know, mm-hmm. so I, th- there's no way that I can flick my, I can vibrate my hands like a toy can. No. It's not possible. No. Um, so a toy gives a different type of sensation. And I was like, well, no toys enhance the experience. They don't take away from the person. They just make the experience. It's like the icing on the cake. Exactly. And it's like, it's like lube. You know, some people say, no, I don't need lube. I don't want lube. Hell, yes, lube do. makes everything go so much better. Oh, yeah. Whatever age yeah, you are. You need lube, definitely lube, lube all the time, me lube. Now, I know you have a couple uh, blogs on your website about finding the G-spot and squirting, and it's great that you're sharing this information with your audience. Tell, tell some people how you actually go about explaining those things. So I tell people about finding the G-spot kind of like I use the your, your, your mouth and your cheek as examples. So mm-hmm. I tell people, you use your tongue, you still Feel the roof of your mouth. It's kind of ridgy, right? So your G-spot, that area is going to feel semi-ridgy in comparison to the rest of your vagina, which is kind of like the inside of your cheek, kind of fleshy. So that's how you can kind of tell where it is. It's going to feel different. That is awesome, Uh, awesome, awesome advice. I've never heard that being described that way. And I think that's a wonderful visual for people to understand. Right. And then also I tell people, you know, everybody's G-spot is not located in the same place. Some people's G-spot are, is, is located closer to the vaginal opening. Some people's G-spot is located further back towards the, the uterus or whatever. So everybody's not in the same place. Um, now, if yours is like further back and you can't use your fingers, they have an array of toys. There are G-spot toys that you can use. Um, to locate your G-spot. And those probably, I will probably say use a G-spot toy 
versus trying to find it with your fingers. Um, but yeah, that's how I tell people how to find a G spot. Or even it if goes you, like your cheek. Yeah, and if you have a male partner, you uh, very often their hands right. are bigger, so their fingers could right. be longer and reach it. If you can't reach your own, right. then your male partner might be able to do that because his hands are bigger. A female partner might right. have the same size hands as you, but you know what I mean. I want to. <laughs> you just need a longer hand wanna, uh, to get in there. Right. I want to get into squirting. Ashley, do you squirt? Uh, do I squirt? I can squirt. Everybody, every every woman can. has the ability to squirt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, babe, you're you're a massive gusher squirter. Right. That's why we developed our Throws of Passion waterproof sex blanket, which we sell on Amazon, because our bed, our mattress was just getting destroyed because right. towels don't do it. But what? Do you remember the first time you squirted yeah. and and the position you were in? Describe it a little bit. Well, I was kind of I was on my knees, uh, kne- kneeling on my knees with my pussy over David's face, where he was licking my pussy with two fingers inside, and you were kind of jiggling the fingers, mm-hmm. and that was I didn't realize at the time, but that was stimulating the G spot inside right. while he was licking my clit, and next thing you know, a gush was coming out, and he loved it so much, he was just doing it over and over, and I'm looking down saying, I don't know what's <laughs> going on right now, but there's like this fluid coming out and I at first I wasn't sure if it was pee and he swore it's not pee don't worry honey it's not and so I okay fine no problem and it just kept happening and happening because he kept stimulating that way and in that type of position on my knees it was just kept coming out and then after that sex session we kind of got online to to find out what is squirt, where does it come from, and how does it get there? And there was so much confusing information online that we're right. like, we're, today we say, what, how, how come, that, that was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. It was, it was. And there, how come we couldn't find any good information about what is squirt and where it comes from? And, it's and now, crazy. And now you can squirt just by taking my cock yeah. and tap, tapping your clit. And we've learned that squirting starts... What do you mean? Oh yeah, in, in the brain. Well, once you've learned how to release the squirt and let it happen, then your your brain has that pathway and you can repeat it more often. Um, but for me now, I can just kneel and tap my own clit and I start squirting. Uh, I use David's cock because he thinks that he's actually doing it that way. You know, I involve it's, him. But it's good, right. for my, it's good for my ego. <laughs> it's good for his ego. But the right. heart, the heart <laughs> cock's not really needed. It's just my hand tapping would do it as well. But now I can like squirt on command if you want to call it that. Yeah, and, and I know people who can do that, who can literally squirt on command. I'm not one of those. I'm one of those people who have to act or manually do it. Um, but yeah, I know women who squirt on command. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real thing. And and some people do it using toys and doing well either with self manipulation or using toys. But that I I know that you do a lot of toy reviews. Can you share with us what's your favorite sex toy? So I am a vibrator girl. The, uh, the vibrator girl, uh, the vibrators will always be my say, my favorite sex toy. Um, <clears throat> now, the toy that I like the best at the moment, I use this. Um, it's like it's like a it's a blue bullet. Wow, I don't know the name of the toy. Okay. The blue bullet. A blue bullet's good. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like a it's like a um, a sky blue bullet. And anyway, it's, so, what, it has, two inches? How big is it? Uh, it's about the size around like a, my, my, my index finger. Okay, got it's it. It's like the same uh, length and width okay. around mm-hmm. my finger. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what I like about that toy, it has, uh, I think it's like 20 different vibrations or type patterns. 
So it has, it, you know, it, it, it pulsates and it vibrates and it like stops. I love it. Um, that's probably my favorite toy at the moment. Um, I, I do, I do have another one. It is like Cala, Cali Exotic. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it is, um, it's like a clit. It's, it has, it's, it's full of clitoris. And it has like uh, little ridges on it. You put on the clitoris and it kind of like vibrates and like moves up and down. That's kind of, that one's really neat. Um, I have, I have several. I have a rabbit. I don't really particularly, it's okay. I'm not a, a rabbit fan. I just have a um, question about your blue vibrator. It, this is now, do you use the point of the vibrator and you rub up and down your, your labia, your lips inside and, and down towards the vaginal opening? Or do you put on the, uh, your clitoris, head of the clitoris, like above it or below it since you're so sensitive? What do you actually do to get into the rhythm that's going to get you into the motion and then actually have an orgasm? Um, I use it like probably right below mm-hmm. the clitoris mm-hmm. and like um, go back and forth or right below it. That's so that's my, really like the like... body of the clitoris. Like, you don't go near yeah. the head, but you're more near the body no. uh, and then not, yeah. and the legs are up around the sides. So that's yeah. cool. That's, that's kind of what I like to do too. I really like to put pressure there. And for me, I like to insert a big dildo so that when I'm pressing down from the outside, it actually has something to press back when I have a full pussy that it doesn't Ooh. take a lot. Once I'm full in there and then I press down from the outside, uh, exactly in that same spot you're talking about, and then just go up and over the head a little bit, then I'm done. It's like, boom. And see, like, for me, dildos, I'm not really a fan of those. I don't know why. And I I, I don't know. I just, I'm just i just not really a fan of inserting toys. Mm, okay. They're okay. She likes having a I cock could, in her pussy. I, I do. A real cock. Oh, you, oh. No, <laughs> Ashley, Ashley too. Ashley likes her oh, cock. Me? There you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just not, I'm not a fan of insertion toys. I've tried them. They're okay. Uh, and I, I've had the dildos. If I okay, so if I do use an insertion toy, it's the dildos with the suction on that you can like sit okay, on. Okay, yeah. Um, those are okay, but I'm not really a, a huge fan of dildos. But even when I put one thing. in my pussy, it's not a vibrating one. It's just to get it full, so that when I press down, there's the pressure pushing back. So if I mm. have one vibrating inside, and then I'm using a vibrator on the outside, that becomes much and I don't know where to focus so I just right. like the full feeling and then I press with the vibrator on the outside and that that just puts me over the top we'll have to do that later oh, okay. <laughs> turning David on now <laughs> yeah, I got a hard cock here I mean both you girls I mean talking about masturbation but let, let's answer a big question how much masturbation is too much masturbation can is there too much where you get desensitized well I think I, I don't I don't think there's anything I don't think there's too much masturbation, though, unless it becomes a s- excessive and, you know, you can't go to work or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <Anything. laughs> that's <laughs> a problem. A, yeah, then you have a problem. But no, I mean, I don't think it's too much. I, I don't think there's a limit on it. I, I have heard and I do know that if you use toys a lot, sometimes your body can get used to that um, stimulation. Um, so when you use a person, it'll probably take longer for you to reach orgasm mm-hmm. because your body is so used to mm-hmm. the stimulation from a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can you can also uh, reverse that by right. not using a toy for a little bit. Well, you know, so. we, we've, we've had a, a couple of shows on that. And if people, like, are really, especially single people getting into a relationship, if they're really 
I don't want to use the word addicted to their toy, but they really can only get off with their toy. We say bring the toy into the couple and while he's fucking you, take your vibrator, use it together and there's like a transition period. Toys are a great um, way to enhance um, a sex uh, a sexual experience. Yeah. But also it does open yeah. up a dialogue because now you have the toy and okay, what should I do with it? When should I be, be bringing it? Should I be opening it up? Though That's already a discussion that maybe they haven't had in the past. So yeah, that could be very interesting. And you know, it's a, a great thing. And I'm going to talk to the guys out there. There are some great anal toys for guys and for girls. Uh, Alicia Sinclair um, has B-Vibe. And when, you know, pegging is very big out there now where, you know, a woman Mm -hmm. puts on a strap on and does a guy up the ass. But there's Mm -hmm. vibrators there for for guys and girls that you can put up your ass. And when Carol and I play um, and there's um, something vibrating in my ass, it actually vibrates right through my perineum into my cock. And then when I'm fucking her, it's like I'm a human vibrator (laughs) fucking her pussy and she feels it. And it's it's an amazing experience. And the same thing when... when And and he feels like a robot. I do. But... but (laughs) And then when you put it in your ass and then I put my cock in your pussy, I feel that vibration through the vagina walls. Yeah. And we often use those toys oh. where they're, they're insertable, but you can still fuck with them in like the we vibe. That's something you can put in and you can still fuck. So when he slides his cock in behind it, his cock is getting vibrated. My pussy's getting vibrated. And again, you're just getting a new sensation, something different and keeping it spicy. I have a we vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've used it solo um, because one of my partners doesn't live here. And so it was okay. Maybe I need to do it with someone who's here, like together, yeah. like we're in, in, intertwined. Mm-hmm. Because just by itself, I wasn't really all that impressed. You got to get the womanizer. It's the best sex toy in the world. <laughs> We do love the womanizer, but you're, you just told us that your clitoris is very sensitive on the head. So you, uh, you know, you'd have to just maybe push it down Slowly. a little bit lower and, um, and stimulate the lower part or, or above on the hood. But, um, if you could, for me, I put it directly on my clit and it's like an air technology. It's like a sucking motion. It feels like oral sex when it's not, it's a sucking technology. And for me, it takes like, I don't know, 60 seconds and I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, the womanizer. This is like the what is the one? The satisfier. Uh, yeah, yes. I had the satisfier. Yeah, there you go. Like, there like you that. go. I don't like that one either. No, because you you just told us that your clit is very sensitive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And if we've been fucking a lot, very often I will use it after. But it depends on how hard he fucked me. Sometimes my clit's super sensitive, and I can't even use the womanizer just yet. I kind of have to wait a little bit, or or tease it and go a little bit lower. Um, so yeah, I know exactly what you mean by having a very sensitive clit. Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, that was a pretty interesting segment. I'm sitting here with an erection. <laughs> Too bad Carol needs to talk in this show because she should be under the table sucking my cock right now. I would take me 30 seconds to come. Soon, baby. Soon. 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 All right, Ashley, just hang on. That was great. Um, that was some really interesting and educational information we just went through all about masturbation and orgasms and clits and toys. So um, if you want more information about sex and relationships go visit the sexy lifestyle website for credible information covering all topics related to like i said sex sexuality and relationships we're going to remind everyone this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to get into our favorite segment great sex matters so stay tuned we'll be right back maximize your orgasms and just let go 
The Thrums of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throws of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David having a super enlightening conversation with Ashley Cobb, sex educator, pleasure coach, and host of Sex Talk. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So sexual exploration is a must at every age. Well, for one, our bodies change and we're learning new things all the time. But there's so many different ways that we can explore our sexuality, including alternative lifestyles like erotic fantasies, BDSM, and non-monogamy. Swinging. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Non-monogamy, swinging, all that great stuff. So with sexual exploration, we find out what we like and what we don't, resulting Mm -hmm. in better sex because we learn from each experience. Yeah, and so Ashley, we're going to start off with erotic fantasies. So how do you think that that helps um, partners connect with each other? Um, Because it helps you to communicate and to remove your walls. You know, I think people... I think people are afraid to share their fantasies. So I think they're afraid they're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. So it, it helps you to be vulnerable with your partner. So if I tell my partner, you know, there's all types of fantasies that people have um, that I like. Let's, 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 let's think of something like really crazy. You want to hear my fantasy? Uh, my fantasy of the week? Yeah, go ahead. My fantasy is having another girl do Carol with a strap on and I'm doing the other girl. While she's fucking Carol with the strap on from behind, from behind, yeah. See, yeah. There you go. See, and, and that's and that's you know that's that's not like kind of interesting to watch actually. Um, so <laughs> see, now Ashley's getting <laughs> turned on. <laughs> so see now your partner knows what you like, and so now you can kind of you can by exploring fantasies you can kind of do like a I, I have people tr- do a yes no maybe checklist and right. kind of think in your. Yes, I'll do that. No, or maybe. So that way you can kind of know where each other's boundaries are. Hun, yes, no, or maybe. Well, I don't think it's physically possible, but if you wanted, if it works in your mind, it's all good with me. Honey. Do you know why she's saying it's okay? Because the other woman has the strap on. Why don't you ever use a strap on, hun? Because so much work, honey. <laughs> I'm a, I won't say I'm a lazy uh, sex person, but I do like to be, I do like she to be at the bottom the of the pile. Bee. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's a lot yeah, of work when you put on a strap on and you have, because we don't have the yeah. same muscle structure that guys do for thrusting. And I could probably yeah, would be no. able to do it for one or two minutes, but that's probably not going to do I'd much. I'd like to see that. 
You what? That's my new fantasy. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. <laughs> we had a great segment with Dragonfly uh, a couple months back where she told us that she went shopping for a strap-on with her girlfriend. And they went shopping together and they both bought strap-ons and they so that they could do each other. And she told us that when she put on her strap-on, she looked down and saw what looks like a penis coming out of her body and she felt so in tuned with it that she was felt so empowered to be able to do what a guy can do I guess I don't know exactly where her mentality went but she felt so great about this idea of being able to fuck somebody that it really super turned her on now her girlfriend who got fucked by her it was great but her girlfriend didn't have that same type of connection with the strap on so I, right. I kind of have that in the back of my mind that if I do find a strap on I, I'm going to shop for something that when I look down I want to see that as part of me that that's going to be something I really want to have now I'm really getting horny oh boy <laughs> <laughs> but I was I would never have thought of that if she hadn't shared that with us on one of our podcasts, because we don't know those things. We have no idea how we're going to react to put on a strap on and see like a penis looking device sticking out from our body. Are we going to accept it as part of our body? Or are we going to say, oh my God, that's weird. So you don't right. know that until you try it, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. So sharing those fantasies is a way for couples to connect with each other I and either want or not want to fulfill the fantasy doesn't mean you need to fulfill it i'd like to see you put on a strap on fuck someone and see if it actually turns you on enough to squirt or come okay that'd be very because it's it's a it's it's that sexual adventure Mm -hmm. that gets sex more exciting and um adds the spice to your sex life absolutely right and and i know sometimes you get people asking you questions and and there are some people who actually have never um, climax or had an orgasm how do you coach those people to have their first orgasm uh, usually what I found is those a lot of those people not all of them a lot of them are just hoping or just trying to get an orgasm through penetration and so I'm sure as you know with women uh, you know just just get most of us do not get most of us do not have orgasms through just regular old penetrative sex. Um, you know, that we that is the mu- uh, minority. Most of us need other things in order to reach an orgasm. And there's so many other or- types of orgasms you can have. Um, so I, I try to teach people the other spots that are orgasmic too, besides the penetration in your vagina. You know, there's clitoral, nipple. Um, this is other different spots. I can't, I can't think of them top of my head. Oh, there's anal, now, anal also. A lot of oh, people can anal, have an orgasm through, mm-hmm. um, through anal. Yeah. Yeah. So there's other different types of things you can do to get an orgasm. Typically, those people I found have been only trying to have it from through one type of one type of you know fix. And I guess so the important the important thing is that you're telling them that it's not the only way and to explore, right. and that's what we're talking about here is self-exploration, explore your body and find out yourself what turns you on when you touch different parts of your body. And guys, and, and guys, if, you're, if your partner is not coming quickly or is having trouble having an orgasm, just slow it down. And if you think you're going slow, Go even slower and get her in the mood, get her aroused, get all the blood down to her her clit. And I mean, the clit is is like a, is like a, a wishbone. It's long and massage her 
um, labia, her labia and her her whole body. Get her into the mood. Get that. You know how women have all this crazy busyness going on in their head. Well, your woman is not the only one. Everybody out there is the same, and you got we got to help them clear it up and get them into the moment. And I'm sure. I mean, Carol, her brain goes a million miles a minute, but when she slows down and focuses on relaxing she has the most mind-blowing squirting ejaculations and orgasms out there and she can come four or five times and that's good you said that because i try to teach people the 2020 uh 2020 method mm-hmm. so what that is i tell people on average give or take you know a few minutes or whatever it takes women about 40 minutes or so to orgasm right because unlike you guys it's we have to be primed you know, men, for them, they just think it and then they're ready. Right. They're spontaneous. Us, yeah, exactly. Right. That, that, is, that is not how we work. Our response system works. For us, um, desire comes after arousal for most of us. So we have to be aroused, really, before we can even, you know, think about, oh, let's have sex, you know. Um, so I tell men or whomever to do the 2020 rule. So what that is, is like the first 20 minutes we are, you're like, you know, doing, um, trying to uh, get me in the mood. So that, you know, that, that doesn't involve any, anything from the waist down, though. So like <laughs> you might be kissing or, you know, massaging or, you know. Whatever you do to get her in the mood that does not involve touching her genitalia, okay? So 20 minutes of that, whatever. Then, and then the next 20 minutes is all about um, the, the genital area. So now you can, you know, kiss her genitals, rub her genitals, you know, finger her, whatever. So, and, and by that time, she should, you know, have at least had one orgasm before you start penetration, that is amazing, amazing advice. I love that 2020. I'm going to actually uh, quote you and and use that as some great advice. Now, you know, when you when you took your group into the swinger places and you talked in advance before going there, and so you would, you know, they would have an idea of what to hap- what will happen there. But do you actually encourage couples to try mo- non-monogamy or try swinging just to spice it up? I have but the thing about that is um <laughs> you know this is what i found i found that men are just like oh we should be you know polyamorous or we should do swinging or you know they're, they're more open receptive to it and for women especially with like certain things like i know women will try um i have heard women that will try like threesomes in order to keep him from cheating or other something dumb mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and what i say is if you are not, if you aren't curious about doing, like if you, if you're not curious about having sex with a woman, like just don't even, you know, do it because you're not going to probably enjoy it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think um, having an open relationship is going to save your relationship if it's already bad. You're absolutely now, right about that. Yeah. Now, if you both are just curious and, you know, okay, sure. You know, if you want to try it and you're, and you're both on the same page, the thing is you both have to be on the same page in order for it to work. I know people who just go along with it because somebody else wants to do it and that usually does not work out great. You both have to be on the same page for it to work. That is the key. Absolutely. We absolutely agree. Um, so I guess we're coming to the end of the show. I guess it's time for some final advice from Ashley. 
What would you suggest a woman could do tonight to start exploring her sexuality in a positive way so that she gains some self-confidence and have more great sex for herself? Um, well, if I would suggest that a woman for, go get a, get a mirror or sit in front of a mirror and look at her vagina, look at her vulva, um, admire it, look at the parts of it, all that stuff. And then go from after to, from looking at it, start touching it, learn what areas feel good, learn what doesn't feel good. Um, you know, walk around the house naked because even before you even get to sex, if you have you have to be able to like how you look naked. Because if I, if you don't like how you look naked, it's going to show, and your partner is not going to. You know, you have to be in love with yourself for him to be in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. So walk around the house naked. I, I don't care if you're like you know fat or whatever. Look in the mirror. Just being start being in love with yourself, so that way you have the confidence. So that way, when your partner gives your partner that confidence is exuded and he can see or she can see that oh this is a really dope person and she's very self-confident by herself and you know we um put mirrors in our bedroom and carol found that that added some spice to our sex life because normally when you're fucking someone she didn't see what it looked like with my cock in her pussy and now all of a sudden in the mirror she's looking up and it's like wow that's what that looks like or when she's giving me head and wow you know that's pretty cool watching my mouth go up and down on his shaft so bringing a mirror into your bedroom and even if you're masturbating you know masturbate in front of a mirror because it looks a lot different in the mirror than it does just looking down yeah i think that's great advice and um the self-confidence thing is critical for happiness for your own life and feeling comfortable in your own skin is one step towards a self-confidence and tell your partner what you like if you like it tell it to them us guys we don't we can't read minds even <laughs> though women want us to read their minds we cannot right <laughs> you cannot oh that's funny that's true all right. What an amazing show. Ashley, you are spectacular. We um, would love an invitation to be on your podcast. Let us know when you're available. Why don't you take a few minutes to tell everybody uh, how they can reach out to you? So you can reach out to me. Everything is the same. It is Sex with Ashley. My website is sexwithashley.com. Um, my Facebook page is Sex with Ashley. Instagram is Sex with Ashley. So everything is Sex with Ashley. YouTube, all that is the same name. I think we would um, like to have sex with Ashley. <laughs> <Take it. laughs> is he making you blush? <laughs> he is. <laughs> but I would love to have you on the show, though. Um, so, like I said, we already did season two. So season three probably will start sometime uh, towards the end of the summer. Um, and then I'll, I would love to have you guys on Yay, there. that would be Beautiful. a whole lot of fun. And we're going to we're gonna shout out to Taylor Sparks, who has a show on our network called The Sisters of Sexuality. And I was chatting with her, and I know she'd love to have you as a guest on her show. Um, she is an amazing sex educator. She has the brand Organic Lovin'. And um, we'll talk about that another time. But Ashley, thanks, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do too. So remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find credible information about sex and sexuality. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use promo code 30314 for the first month. Go check it out.
Tune in to the Sexy Lifestyle Network for 24-7 talk radio with 25 other hosts all talking about sex, sexuality, and relationships. That's the SexyLifestyleNetwork.com. It sure is. And let's remind everybody once again, because it's coming up soon, to join us at Naughty in Orleans, July 24th to 28th, 2019. Naughty is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world with over 1,300 couples. We create an amazing, sexy event, and it's a full takeover of the French Quarter's two biggest hotels, and we get naughty on Bourbon Street as well. So for more information about this trip or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Ashley, once again, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And let's thank everybody out there for listening as well. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, I guess we normally stay stay, stay sexy, everyone, but since it's Masturbation Month, it's like, all right, everyone, go have a great orgasm. We love you. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.